Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the sports-tacular governor's mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. up everybody Vince Wright will be here in two minutes sports done right coming live
get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor. Woo, boy. All right, we are up and running. Sorry for the late arrival here on air, but it is what it is. And we are here. We are here, so thank you very much again. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. This is Sports Done Right. And we are back again after a, (laughs) well, what can we say? Uh, One gopher football team looked real nice. The Vikings, who we're going to spend the majority of this abbreviated show talking about, looking good as well. So let's just get to it, man. Let's just get to it. So. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope uh, the families are doing well. I really appreciate all the support for the show. Sports done right. And I apologize here. We are... Okay, sorry about that. I was just distracted here. Got some incoming text. Uh, Once again, Big Mike right on time from Eden Prairie. We got Sherry from North Minneapolis joining us. Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate that. Um, all the love uh, from the Minneapolis folks, Upper Midwest, everybody, even Western Wisconsin, and this Packer Vikings rivalry week. Tuning in to the Sports Governor on uh, the Sports Done Right podcast. So again, thank you guys very, very much. Uh, well, let's let's get to the Gophers first, because again, this is an abbreviated show, so I don't have a lot of time. And I want to get right to it. So, Minnesota Golden Gophers. First off, great tailgate by the Minnesota fans on Saturday. Give yourself some hand. Because let me tell you something. It was hot as a mofo. It was hot as a mofo out there on the black tops of the tailgate lot surrounding TCF Bank Stadium. But guess what? Minnesota made tough. Drink actually now this is weird for a tailgate, my peoples. And again, Vince Wright, the sports governor coming to you. And actually I got a replay of the gopher or the gopher, the Packer Vikings game on uh the replaying it on NFL network right now. Yeah, too hot Saturday, says the first lady Angie Wright. So here's the thing, people. Very hot and probably for the first time ever. I think I consumed more water, more water than alcohol at a tailgate. I know back to your corners. It just, it doesn't sound right, but it was hot. It was sticky. But I will say this, there was a breeze and I'm in a new tailgate lot this year. So where I was parked, I actually had some trees kind of right behind our tent so we had some shade. It was actually a pretty nice setup long as the breeze was blowing. An occasional cloud passed by. I want to say what up to my brothers down at Sigma New Fraternity. The new breed, as I like to call them. Hanging out with the old alumni, Vince Wright. Uh, Brother Owen and crew coming through. Having some burgers and brats. 
some brewskis, and we were having a good, good time. They ran out of water again at the stadium. What the fuck? Yeah, they did. They did. They sure did. It just goes to show you how hot it is. And for all the people, too, because we get a lot of people that listen from down south. Gets hot and humid up here. And Saturday was one of those days. Was it uncomfortable? We were lucky. We were inside of a little wind tunnel because we have an open-ended stadium. That created some relief during the game. But, yeah, make no mistake, it was hot. They were giving out free water, ran out of it. And I'm glad that I bought a couple jugs of water to throw in my cooler for the tailgate. Other than that, tailgate was great. People met some new people. Some old friends came down, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, What up to Mr. Matt Tyler and his wife for coming down. Old friend of mine I used to work with at Wells Fargo. Uh, Yeah, just a lot of fun, man. So go for fans. Props for, once again, another Class A tailgate. And the football game, I got to tell you something here, man. Defense, you know, look, it's Miami of Ohio. And I realize we're not talking game busters. But we're also talking the University of Minnesota, too. And we have not been known as gangbusters for a very long time around here. So I say this, you know, what do they say with a pinch of salt or whatever? The Gophers already looking improved from last year with a much younger team. I like what I'm seeing from for uh, P.J. Fleck and his coaching staff. We have running backs that are really, you talk about next man up, and, and, and the Gophers are really doing a great job there. Um, Zach Honestat, grain of salt. Thank you, First Lady. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of here. Oh, man. Like I said, I uh, had just a lot to do trying to get a show in. One man band tonight. But Zach Anikstad, another good job. And the defense did a phenomenal job. I mean, they, they really, really did. And I think the Gophers, look, I'm not going to get out here and get all stupid with predictions. And I realize it's preseason or preseason non-conference but you know they they played a good fresno state team they played and 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 hung in and battled with a good fresno state team miami of ohio no gangbusters but you know the gophers did what they were supposed to do 26 to 3 route Tyler Johnson, once again, doing a phenomenal job at the receiver. Seth Green coming in. You know, really giving us a a big, a very good option with the Wildcat. Again, he is the Woodbury, Minnesota, my town where I am presently at. Former All-State quarterback, went and signed with Oregon. Now he's back here, wide receiver. And he's running the Wildcat and doing a great job. Gophers had 295 total yards to Miami's 199. They passed for a buck 77. They rushed for a buck 18. Five penalties for 52 yards. 22 first downs. And here was the thing. And this was this was really really odd. 
Gophers, you heard me just say 22 first downs. It was literally three steps forward. And in some parts of the game, two steps forward, three steps back. Those five penalties came at some inopportune times. And the Gophers, I mean, quite honestly, Gophers probably should have won this game by another couple touchdowns. But we are Gophers fans. We do. We we will take the win <laughs> literally any way we can get it. Um, and really, I mean, oh, and Bryce Williams too, another freshman stepping up. He had 176 yards total offense for our Gophers as well. So great job there. Uh, Anikstad was 12 of 20 for 142. And by the way, only his third start, true freshman. I mean, you just really got to like what you're seeing. Seth Green on that seven-yard touchdown pass out of the Wildcat. And Gophers look good. They look good. I mean, considering this team is 53% freshman. I mean, you just don't see that in Division I football often, people. You know, and they were actually able to bring in uh, Tanner Morgan, get some, some mop-up players, the backup quarterback, get him some reps. I, I really like the way the Gophers are looking. Now, we hit the road for our Big Ten opener next week in Maryland. And, you know, Maryland losing last week. I think the Gophers, I think the Gophers can definitely go out and do what they got to do and come out with the win out there in Maryland. I don't see why the Gophers cannot come out and be 4-0 after this game. But they, they just they have to stay focused. You got Antoine Winfield Jr., who's literally becoming one of the best defensive backs in college football. Now Rodney Smith is out still. Shannon Brooks is out still. But Tyler Johnson. Um, you got Blake Cashman with a you know a bunch of tackles this year. Who else we got? Carter Coughlin's got three sacks. Thomas Barber, younger brother of Marion Barber, sixteen tackles. Kamal Martin, 12 tackles. I mean, defense is really starting to gel a little bit. And I think if they can stay injury-free, what the coach said, what P.J. Flex said after the game was he's looking for these players to become, in a sense, player coaches. Leaders on the field so that you don't necessarily have to rely on the coaching staff as much. It's going to take some time with freshmen, but that's ultimately where the coach would like to be, he said. So... Um, again, congratulations to the Minnesota Gophers, man. Um, I just, I'm not going gung-ho. I just really like what I'm seeing. That's all I'm saying. I just, I, I like what I'm seeing. And I think some people thought that the Gophers would be 2-1 and one at this point. I think people thought the Fresno State game was going to be a loss. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, Minnesota has now won 14 straight non-conference games, and that does include bowl games, which is the second longest active streak in the nation behind the Utah Utes. Minnesota last lost a non-conference game. This is from gophersports.com. 
on September 3rd, 2015, when they lost to number two ranked TCU at home. Gophers are 19 and one in their past 20 non-conference home games and have won 10 straight. In addition, PJ Fleck coach teams have won 10 straight regular season non-conference games. Minnesota is six and zero in such games and has allowed only 51 points, an average of eight and a half points in those six games. You know, things are trending upward here at the university. We have a huge problem with attendance. And again, that just goes to the Gophers are just, they're going to have to do it on the field. They're going to have to win. That'll fill the seats up. I, I think probably, you know, in the 50, 51,000 seat stadium, they probably had maybe, maybe 35 maybe 33 somewhere in there for people actually uh in the door and that is just you know you're in a prime sports market we have every single pro sports we have division one sports what up run cnc out there by the way skull 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 city to your homeboy but hey gophers did a great job here. So with Maryland on the horizon, uh, I think the Gophers win. And I look forward to the Gophers coming back 4-0 and then getting ready for the homecoming match with the one and only Iowa Hawkeyes. So let's see what happens. Uh, The Maryland game is early start next Saturday. So that's 11 a.m. our time. Radio will be on KFAN, and TV will be on the Big Ten Network. So um, after that, the Gophers have a bye week, and then the following Saturday, October 6th. Right now, time is still up in the air, 2.30 or 3 p.m., but that's nice because that is a homecoming. The University of Iowa, the Hawkeyes coming to town. Floyd of Rosedale is the rivalry trophy It has been in Iowa now for the past two, three years. Time to bring it home. Time to bring it home. Uh, We will definitely talk about that Iowa game. But then after that, you got Ohio State, Nebraska. See, now we kind of get to the meat. You got Iowa, Ohio State, Nebraska. And a much improved Indiana team after that Nebraska game. So that's all of a sudden that Indiana game sitting out there which, by the way, is a Friday night game, Gopher fans. Friday night. Yeah, we are coming to the horseshoe. I, You know, run. I told uh, Run CNC here, Conrad Cozy, we were going to try and be down there for it. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. It, it might. It might for, let's see. October. Yeah, that that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Got some stuff going on here. Um, trying to get the house sold, things like that. So um, we will make that happen, though. We will make that happen. Shelly B in the house. Let's talk Tiger. Really ain't much to talk about Tiger, but, you know, wish him luck in the Ryder Cup. Made a phenomenal comeback. He teased us a couple times. Hopefully he can find a way to get, get some tournaments won um, next season on the PGA Tour. Okay, let's finish up here with college football uh, up here in Big Ten country. So our Gophers, uh, Nebraska, Indiana, then November 3rd, Illinois, uh, Purdue, November 10th, 
November 17th is Northwestern. And then they are on the road for Rivalry Week back down in Madtown, Madison, Wisconsin to battle the Badgers. It's okay. It's my girl's birthday that weekend, but we will get together soon. Absolutely, absolutely run CNC. Thank you for listening. Again, sports done right here as well. So uh, before we jump over to our Vikings, let me just wrap up the Big Ten here because it was not a stellar week for, for our Big Ten, as we now know. Um, you know, Nebraska losing to Troy. Was Troy? Um, and bear with me one second here again. Sports done right. So you got Nebraska losing. You got the Storm and Mormons coming into Madison, Madison, and and really doing a number. On on the or on the Packers, listen to me. On the Badgers coming into Madison, Wisconsin. There, so last week's score: Indiana over Ball State, thirty-eight to ten. Penn State easily over Kent State, sixty-three to ten. And there it was twenty-four nineteen. Troy over Nebraska. Troy two and one. And Nebraska for the first time in a very long time is zero and two. New coach in town. Do they got patience? We're going to find out. Yo, the greatest from South Central Los Angeles is in the Spreaker.com chat room. What up, sir? Appreciate you coming through here. Um, again, this is Sports Done Right. Check us out on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com as well. Uh, make sure you go over to the XSquad webpage for all the great shows over there and all the great hosts and all the great content. All right, Southern Florida, excuse me, South Florida over a game, Illinois squad, 25-19. That is a lot closer than people thought Illinois would play them. Again, BYU, 24-21. Again, here we go with these kickers between the two states of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Wisconsin kicker shanks it at the end of the game there. University of Iowa over their in-state rivals, the University of Northern Iowa, by the way. Iowa 3-0 all of a sudden, and um, all of a sudden looking kind of good. Stanley, he's back at quarterback. He went 23 for 28, 309 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Easley had 10 receptions for 103 yards and a score as well. All right, run your Ohio State Buckeyes 40-28 over a a good Texas Christian team. You know, Ohio State, you know, now will be getting their coach back here in the next week or two. They're they're undefeated. I nobody expected anything else. Um Haskins went for three hundred and forty four yards, two touchdowns there. All right, here's another one. Northwestern takes it on the chin to the University of Akron. That's right, Akron and by the way, Akron two and oh. Good for them, but Northwestern now 1-2 as they take a loss 39-34 at home in Evanston. That's not good. That's not good. Um, I I will send you the drop, sir. I appreciate that. The greatest from South Central and our board of executives here. Yeah, business as usual. Run says in the chat room for his Ohio State Buckeyes. University of Michigan back on track 45-20 over Southern Methodist University. Uh, 
Peoples-Jones, 90 yards on four receptions, three touchdowns. Uh, Patterson, the QB over there in Ann Arbor, threw for 237 yards, 14 of 18 for three touchdowns as well. So Michigan trying to get back on track. A lot of answers got to be done in Michigan. Got to see where that program really is and if that coach is really all he's cracked up to be. And the Gophers opponent took another shot on the chin yesterday, or yesterday, last weekend. Maryland went to 2-1 and one with a loss at home to the Temple Owls. So um, Maryland only went for 63 passing yards in that game. So that's where I think the Gophers, this defense that's getting stronger and more confident, has a real opportunity to shine in their first road game. And I hope, boy, do I hope (laughs) that I'm not proven wrong here. So, all right, that's where we are, Big Ten. When we come back, we're just going to take our first and only break tonight because this show is literally going to probably just be – about an hour, so we're going to get into our first break. When we come back, it is Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. What went wrong? What went right over in Packerland at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field? We'll get into all that, tell you my thoughts on Cousins, Thielen. By the way, the best receiver tandem in the NFL right now, Figs and Thielen. And, oh, yes, we going to talk about Laquan Treadwell and a kicker that is no longer here. So, um, what can you say? A tie is a tie, right? <laughs> it is. All right, folks, we will be right back. I am Vince Wright, Tuesday Night Sports, done right here on Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com website. Uh, make sure, again, you head over there, check out all my great friends, all the great shows, a lot of great content. And if you're just tired of the same old sports takes, make sure you're checking us out. Follow us on Spreaker. Go to Spreaker, create a, an account. It takes literally two seconds. Follow us. Follow my show. Follow all these other x shows, and you'll get live notifications every time we go live. So. Um, With that being said, I will be right back. Vince Wright, sports done right. Humming, coming at ya. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's Diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier on your staff. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, what's up, sports fans? 
you're looking for a different type of sports talk show, something you haven't heard before, you got to check out the BS3 Sports Show every other Saturday on 2 Live Stews Radio, 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Sports talk at its finest. Always have great guests playing some good hip-hop. You don't want to miss it. Make sure to tune in to the BS3 Sports Show every other Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern.
stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Uh huh. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Jesus, the notorious just. Please us with your lyrical thesis. We just chillin', milkin', top billin', silkin', pure linen. Me and little C, Malibu C, breeze, dawn peas, palm trees, cats named Pablo and milked out Diablo. The williest, bitches be the silliest. The more I smoke, the smaller the silly gets. Room 112, where the players dwell, and stash more cash than Burp Adele. Inhale, make you feel good like Tony, Tony, Tony. Pick up in your middle like Moni. She don't know me, but she's setting up to blow me. Try to style sliding off with a homie. Escada Don Gata, player, stay splurging. Game so tight, they call it version. I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. 
Reynolds are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor. Um, what can I say? Got a few things we're going to talk about here. <laughs> Actually answering tweets from the fans out there. Um, and we are back. Vince Wright, sports gov. Ready to talk Vikings in just a quick minute here. And what'd you guys think about the boxing? Triple G Canelo. Some people thought Canelo Alvarez won. Some people thought Triple G won. I think Triple G did just enough. And I apologize for that. Here's the thing. Early on, the body work of Canelo Alvarez was doing damage. And then almost like he... Almost like he just... Almost decided as if, you know, I'm not going out like this. Triple G comes on. And this time in the later rounds, it was Triple G. Now, I had it 115-113. The problem with these fights are, is you could make arguments that it could be 115-113 Canelo, 115-113 Triple G. Uh, Again, we we had kind of a, a wide card number there, but... If you're Triple G, you've now had two shots at the at the throne, at the pay-per-view king throne there, trying to take this guy out, and you haven't been able to do it. Now, again, I thought he won both fights, but there's arguments there that he did not. And... You know, I I really thought Canelo Alvarez was going to find a way to stop Triple G or knock him out from just from what I was seeing early on. So I give Triple G a lot of credit for bouncing back and, in my mind, still winning the fight. But, again, it was that close. Do you want to see this a third time, people? Do you want to see this a third time? Not so sure anymore. Busa, what is up from Oklahoma? Cameron, where the first lady's cousin was the former baseball coach. What up, Cameron University? And all the fine folks out there in the great state of Oklahoma, thanks for tuning in. Shelly B, always, always. (laughs) Something to say. Depends what you're boxing. Hardy, har, har. 
But I don't know if I want to see this again. And then on the same damn day, we get Floyd Money Mayweather. Floyd Floyd Money Mayweather comes out and says, I'm fighting Manny Pacquiao again. Get the hell out of here. Are you kidding me with this bull? You have got to look. We all know what's going on with Manny, his tax status, the money he owes the United States of America's Treasury Department. And for those of you youngsters, millennials that don't know what that is, he owes taxes to the man. And that's why he can't box in the United States anymore. So now Floyd is probably going to have to go hightail it over there to what's that Macau. Uh, the Las Vegas of the uh, Asian area over there where Floyd has been fighting now the past couple fights. They got casinos. Like I said, it's literally their Las Vegas. Or somewhere else as long as it's outside the United States. And they're going to do it again. All of us tried to tell you that the, exactly what happened the first fight. I told you that exactly how it was going to play out. Everybody, I had guests on my shows. Everybody was talking about that. And we just had to play here uh, the illegal roughing or the roughing the passer on Clay Matthews. We're going to talk about that here in a, in a little bit. But it, here we go again. Uh, Floyd now 42, 43 years old. Probably took more shots in recent memory from Conor McGregor than anybody he's boxed. Manny Pacquiao, you know, he's looking okay for his age. I mean, but do you really want to see this and are you going to pay for it? Are you going to pay for it? Me? Hell no. Hell no. I mean, you got my, you got my, you got me with the Conor McGregor fight. I paid for that only because the women of the of the right household wanted to watch it. They were the ones, my daughter and Angie, they wanted to see it. But here we go. I'm not paying for it. And we'll end our boxing news. Ironically, didn't think I was going to be talking this much boxing, but HBO may be. Get not maybe a lot of people think they are actually looking to get out of the boxing game now. Well, I'm gonna save this for a, a different time. I, I'm not doing the ringside show anymore, but I, I may have uh, Gilbert Batista come on and talk about it, I'm, and some other boxing people I know come on and talk about it. Excuse me, had to hit the cough button there. But it has long been rumored that HBO, because of budget cuts and just, uh, I don't know, a a new route for HBO and how they're doing business, the boxing may be gone. Uh, They have been cutting back on cards and budgets and it's, you know, it, it, it is showing up because we've been saying this now for the past couple years. Showtime has obviously made the commitment financially and has really stepped their game up. Remember, it was Showtime that was the the redheaded stepchild of boxing broadcasting for a long time. The you know the but now they are top notch 
great teams calling the fights. Uh, hell, I don't even mind Jim Gray so much anymore. He doesn't seem to be quite the the the. Well, I gotta watch my life. Well, no, I don't. He doesn't seem to be quite the dick he used to be. He still can be. Don't get me wrong, but really like what Showtime Championship Boxing has become. Mauro Manalo, I mean, a very excited guy. Uh, Al Bernstein, everybody over there, great. And and not taking anything away from Lampley and Max Kellerman. And, you know, Roy Jones has really done a great job to hone his announcing skills. But ESPN is becoming more of a player in boxing than HBO. Showtime is and... You know, a couple other outlets. You got the PBC and their kind of box. You know, they, their cards bounce around from between Fox Sports 1 and, you know, just all these other uh, TV channels. So let's see what HBO does. All right, folks, let's hit it. Minnesota Vikings football. Well, a tie is a tie. And a tie, when you come back and battle back like you did, it isn't necessarily a bad thing. But, all right, here's the thing. Nobody thought Minnesota was going to win that game. The way they played in the first half, nobody, nobody thought that they were going to win this game. Kirk Cousins proved a lot to me in this game. He proved, A, he's a slinger, he's here to win, and he can throw the football. We have the best. Excuse me again on the cough button. We have the best, in my humble opinion, your sports governor, Vince, right here on Sports Done Right. I think we have the best receiver tandem and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, hands down. Thank you very much, studio audience. Without a doubt, those two together as I'm sitting here watching the replays, and here's here's Thielen's miraculous touchdown catch, and how that football even got to him, incredible. But that doesn't mean that we don't have worries here in Purple Land because we most certainly do. Uh, we, our defense was very lackluster in that first half. No pressure on a, a gimpy Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers was able to complete a lot of passes, even uh, ran for a couple first downs. Kirk Cousins, 35 for 48, 425 yards. Four touchdowns, one interception, one bad interception. We'll talk. Uh, that bounced off of Laquan Treadwell. Adam Thielen, 12 catches for 131 yards. Stephon Diggs, nine catches for 120, uh, 20, whoops, 128 yards. He had two touchdowns. Thielen had a touchdown. Look, look, we're going to get into Laquan Treadwell, but first let's give the young man some love for his first touchdown. 
I actually went out on Twitter that day before the game and said, is this the day he gets it? He got it. But he only had one more catch after that. He had two catches for 23 yards and the the drops and the interception that went right off of his number 11 straight into the air. Almost critical. Almost critical. The reason, in my humble opinion, my friends, is that why Laquan is still on this team. Did you notice when it was all said and done and, and, and Twitter was on fire with Laquan and I was on fire with on Facebook, I'm not going to lie, I was pissed. But Cousins kept going to him. So after the game ended, I said, no, no, he's not going anywhere just yet. He's going to get some reduced playing time, quite possibly. But Cousins kept going back to him. So I knew then and there that he was not going to be released. Now, the kicker, on the other hand, definitely. Look, we've been through this. It is now Tuesday night. You've had a full almost two days now of Vikings kicker this, Vikings kicker that. I'm not going to bore you with that. I'm just going to say that I'm happy the move happened. It had to happen, obviously. I'm happy um, that the Vikings were able to find a kicker with the uh, pedigree of Dan Bailey available. And we'll see what happens. When it comes to Vikings kicking, the Vikings kicking game, a lot of fans go, it's cursed. Might be. <laughs> Honestly, it might be. So let's see what happens here. Remember, um, 98, Gary Anderson couldn't miss. Gary Anderson uh, could kick it a country mile. All of a sudden, we got to that championship game. Well, we know what happened. So, uh, But again, Dan Bailey signs... So, very excited that he's here. Uh, let's see. What else do we got from the game here? Okay, so Laquan Treadwell. You know, some people thought that a good preseason by uh, BB, Chad BB, might actually make the team and replace Laquan, but that didn't happen. You know, one thing the Vikings did, too, is they brought Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. He had three catches for 52 yards. And again, on Sports Done Right in our Spreaker.com chat room, we want to welcome Music with Rare Beauty. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. Big L has just arrived, Minnesota fans. The Bears man himself, Chicago Bears fan, numero uno. Has just stepped in here. Congratulations on your squad finally getting off the schneid, Big L. But Laquan, so the Vikings running game, that's the other thing too I wanted to talk about real quick. Yeah. I don't know. They may have came out with a different game plan. Dalvin Cook had 10 carries for 38 yards. He three. That's a 3.8 average. Latavius Murray only had uh, 19 yards rushing. C.J. Ham had five yards on the carry. And then, like I said, you saw Dalvin Cook doing being lined up at wide receiver. You saw Dalvin Cook 
coming out of the backfield more. I don't I'm, must have been maybe by design for this game. I don't know. Defense again started very lackluster. Ended the game very well. Some key plays um, once again by the, the the our defensive backs. That line, Daniel, Linville, Joseph, and boys. Oh my goodness. Mike Hughes took a step back a little bit, but he's going to be just fine. By the way, had a kick return for 46 yards. Holton Hill had one for 28. Aaron Rodgers threw for 281 yards, 30 for 42 and a touchdown. Jamal Williams for the Packers rushed for 59 yards. Ty Montgomery had 31 yards and that's it. No 100-yard receivers for the Packers. Jimmy Graham had 95 yards on six catches. Devontae Adams, 64 yards on eight catches. He had the lone touchdown for the uh, Packers there. Geronimo Allison had 64 yards. Randall Cobb had 30 yards on four catches. So nothing, not a lot happened in there. Excuse me. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix had an interception for the for actually in the first half a very energized, a very uh, fluid looking defense. And for you Packer fans, you know you can't complain about the rule when the rule was made for your quarterback in terms of that hit. Look, I get it. I'll, I'll be perfectly fair for you. Bad call. It was a bad call. But this is football nowadays. And when you're going to go around these quarterbacks, and I get it, you can't stop. I mean, I don't agree with this rule, but it, it came into play. Run CNC says, all the tie did for the Vikings is delay the clinching of the division. Let's hope you're right, sir. Let's hope you're right. So, plenty of things for our Vikings to work on. I'm really going to be interested to see this Vikings defense. I'm very interested to see now that we got our kicker. Hopefully, that can get back on track. Let's get back to just playing some good old-fashioned Vikings football. So, oh, Bills coming to town next Sunday. Should be a win. No reason to think that this defense is not going to do anything but dominate this very inexperienced and very just kind of out of control Buffalo Bills team. Game down at U.S. Bank Stadium, 12 noon Central Time, 1 on the East, 10 on the West. And I expect nothing but Vikings dominance in this game. So, again, Buffalo is in town after the Buffalo game. Let me get my schedule back up here. Let's see. Then we start getting to some fun parts of this schedule. After that, on uh, the 27th of September, the Vikings are in Los Angeles to play the Rams. 
Then on the 7th of October, they are on the road to play the Eagles in the NFC Championship rematch. We'll definitely have to reach out to John Fisher and get his expert expert takes on that game. Then the Vikings come home and play the Cardinals. Then they're off to play the Jets and then back home to play the Saints. So next few weeks, starts picking up. But Vikings should be 2-0 right now. Big L Beers went from top 10 defense without Mack to the number one defense with Mack. And you still gave it back against Green Bay. But, hey, you beat Seattle. Beat Seattle. Nobody may not have been expecting that, but, you know, Bears got to get it together. It's been a long time since the, you know, the Bears were truly, truly dominant. And I know Big L, and again, I'm from Chicago too, so all my family down there are just dying for these Bears to be good again. All right, what else do we got here? Again, folks, thank you so much for your support of the show. Uh, sorry we got on late tonight, but like I said, we just we got some things going on here, the homestead. So um, with that being said, I'm going to get on out of here as I got to take care of some uh, business for tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. I know, again, it was a late start. I'll try and get back on time next week. But in the meantime and in between time, I want to thank you all for listening to Sports Done Right. Vince right here, your sports governor from the great state of Minnesota. I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, Big L, <laughs> one last chat time from Big L here in our Spreaker.com chat room. Big L, X-Squad affiliate as well. Long time. When was, Madison, when was Minnesota in the Super Bowl? I'll wait. Uh, that was 1977. I'm a little bit older than Big L, so he may not remember that game against the Oakland Raiders. The most famous one of the actually probably one of the most famous highlights in Super Bowl history that long and slowed down. I forgot who got the interception on Fran Tarkington. Um, let me look this up real quick here because everybody has seen the highlight. see what I can find here. Yeah, Willie Brown, 1975, 76. Oh, okay, 76, was it? Looks like it might have been Willie Brown. But anyway, regardless, that was the last time the Vikings were in the Super Bowl. They lost 32-14. to And, yeah, I believe it was uh, Willie Brown, number 27 here on the top 50 Super Bowl plays. I see you, Big L. It's your little stupid remarks. I see you, sir. You ain't nothing. Trying to do a little audio here.
But yeah, Big O, good luck to your Bears. All the Pittsburgh Steelers. You Steelers fans out there, y'all got some issues too. So, NFL off to a very, very, very interesting start. Stay tuned. We will see. See if we can get some sound on this. Yep. Willie Brown, 75-yard touchdown. There it is. That's some music from YouTube anyway, folks. I see you, Big L. Vikings will beat the Bears twice this year. And with that being said, folks, I'm going to get on out of here. Have a great night. Check out Tasty Talk Tuesday. They're already up and running. Um, XSquadAffiliates.com is the website. Again, check out all my friends over there. Great shows, great hosts, a lot of great content. And some alternate content. If you're just tired of the ESPNs and you're tired of just the same old first takes and you know just all these little so-called debate shows where all they're going to talk about are the Dallas Cowboys or LeBron James or, you know, Aaron Rodgers, check it out. Give our shows a, a listen. And <laughs> Big L says, what the F? No, sir, the Bears all day. All right, well, Big L might have to, a little side bet. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. All right, folks, SportsGov's going to get on out of here again. Thank you guys so much. From the great state of Minnesota and all its fine people, we wish you all the best. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your college football. Enjoy the NFL and everything else you got. Keep your families close. And um, for those less fortunate, keep those folks in mind as well. God bless. Everybody take care. I am gone. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Into deep left center from Mitchell. See you tomorrow night.